Welcome back to the Talking Sports Podcast, hosted by Peter DiBiase and John Rocco Trumpor, right here on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Guys, it's another edition of the Talking Sports Podcast, and we are happy you guys are joining us and breaking down some of the NBA finals. This is the first time we've done an NBA video in a couple months. The last one we did was actually not a couple months. We broke down, or I broke down the NBA playoffs, and I gave you like my predictions for that. I was kind of off on that. Just a little bit. But yeah, we're breaking down the NBA finals, the matchup between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. But before we do that, JR, where can everyone find us on the internet? Hey guys, follow us on Talking Sports PD at Talking Sports PD on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we've been posting a lot of content. We did our first soccer uh, video uh, last week. Uh, so more to come with that. We were, me and Pete were actually both right, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, talking sports PD on Instagram and Twitter, and please don't forget to subscribe if you're watching this. Really appreciate it. Yeah, Jared, and like guys, Apple Podcasts is always talking sports podcast and Apple Podcast as always. Twitter, Instagram, like we always say. But Jared, that video kind of popped. Four point was it seven? I think views also over four and a half thousand views on a soccer video. The one before that was four point two videos, and if a mock draft. So you guys are doing, you guys are doing great. Over two hundred likes on both videos. So. Keep yeah, shout out to you guys. Thank yeah, you. we appreciate everyone watching two idiots talk about sports for 20, 30 minutes. So, hey, we appreciate you guys. So keep guys doing that. And like I always say before you uh, watch the video, we're talking about the NBA Finals. So obviously we're going to break down the finals, give you our thoughts and opinions on that. And obviously we're going to give you our picks at the end. But I want to hear you guys pick. So down below, who do you got in the NBA Finals? You Ryan Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors or Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics? Let us know down below in the comment section. But now it's our time. Boston Celtics, Golden State Warriors, JR. The Warriors defeated the Dallas Mavericks in five. Uh, the Boston Celtics obviously just defeated the Miami Heat in seven. So they're a little, I guess, less rested. But like, let's just start here, man. Where do you want to start? Celtics, Warriors, the whole matchup? Where do you want to start? Yeah, so I'd say let's start um, talking about, you know, the matchup between those two teams. Uh, obviously, the Warriors had a little bit more rest. Uh, they probably have a week off. I don't think that's going to matter uh, down the stretch because uh, when you're playing basketball, uh, sometimes rest isn't a good thing because uh, you lose your rhythm. Um, but yeah, for the Warriors, uh, I would have to say their biggest, their most troubled game uh, came from the Memphis Grizzlies. And that was due to like interior defense and because of Jared Jackson, he got like 15 blocks that series. So when I'm comparing the Grizzlies to the Celtics, I think they have Robert Williams and Al Holford who have been averaging over Robert Williams has like two blocks a game Then Al Holford has like 1.1. So they both have over one and two blocks. So that's going to be really crucial uh, for the Celtics. And that just emphasizes, and I think the Celtics have ranked like what a top five defense this season. Yeah, They're probably one of the best defensive teams. Yeah. So that's going to come and it, yeah, it's going to come down uh, defensive wise. It's probably going to be one of the uh, Warriors' hardest matchups uh, in this playoffs. Besides the Mavericks, I know the Mavericks had a good defense. They also played at like a different different rhythm and had a different you know kind of roster. Uh, so yeah, I think defense is going to be a huge uh, key in this game. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the stats for the Boston Celtics. Like Horford, you said 1.6 blocks. Robert Williams yeah. looking at 1.9 blocks. Obviously, his health and Marcus Smart's health is um, 
very important. Like it was, it was like iffy because it was always like a game time decision. And obviously that's good that they're playing, but obviously they're not fully healthy and a little tweak here or there could put them out for the series or a game or two. And obviously that could be costly as we know. But yeah, the Celtics interior defense is, I would say if you're rooting for the Warriors, or you're trying to pick the Warriors or your Warriors fan, or just the Warriors in general, a little troublesome because the Celtics are a physical team down low. Like you have Tatum and Brown who are very solid defenders. Marcus Smart's a pain in you know what on the perimeter. He'll be going against Steph Curry. You would assume. Yeah, definitely. Would assume. Um, Derek White is no slouch on the defensive end. Like we said, Grant Williams is a big body on defense. The Celtics can defend. Like they can very much defend. So could the Miami Heat. And that's why that was a low scoring game. The one thing with the Celtics and we'll stay on the subjects for a little bit. Like you have Tatum and Brown, right? This playoffs, Tatum, 27 points per game, Brown, 22. The next best is Marcus Smart, 15 and a half. But I expect that to go down a little because when you're going, when you're guarding Steph Curry, like his, all his energy is going to be on the defensive side of the ball. Like Marcus Smart really didn't have a, like an incredible hard match. Like Kyle Lowry, was it Kyle Lowry or Kyle Hero? What, I think it was Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, yeah. Yeah, but like Kyle Lowry is very good, but he's not Steph Curry. So he was still able, Marcus Smart was still able to, able to do a sting on the offensive side of the ball but when it comes to Steph Curry one of the best point guards ever one of the best point guards in the league it's going to be it's going to be a tough task for Marcus Smart so I see the scoring dropping and the one thing I'm afraid of if you're the Boston Celtics that third score like that Mm -hmm. third option right like Mm -hmm. you have Tatum and Brown they're both over 20 points per game and I think you can rely on both of them obviously they're going. The Warriors are no slouches on defense either, which is a shock for most people because the Warriors were known for yeah. the Splash Brothers and with Kevin Rand offense. But if you have, you're gonna have a game where the Warriors are gonna score over hundred, right? Like that's the Warriors score. Like the Heat weren't a consistent enough threat offensively for the Celtics to be, I guess, scared of not having like droughts throughout the game. You can't really have droughts when you have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Jordan Poole, who are all three great scores. And then you have Andrew Wiggins, who is no slouch scoring. It's just, it's it's a lot if you're Boston. And I think defensively, they're great, but their strength's interior, right? Yeah, like, would you say definitely. that, Jared? Besides uh, Marcus Smart, like their strength's interior. I agree, uh, but yeah, yeah. Like, if you had to choose one, their strength's interior. What is the warrior strength on offense? Exterior. That's the thing. So something's going to give, right? Like, the, something's going to give. Like, do the Warriors really want to go inside? And I don't really expect them to go inside. Like, they're going to they're gonna rely on the three, and that's what the Warriors do. Obviously, that's a hit or miss because teams that rely on three can kind of go cold and go hot. But the defensively is important for the Celtics. For me, they need a third score or a consistent enough third score, even though Marcus Smart was fine to get in the playoffs so far, 15 and a half points per game. But I think a tougher matchup for him defensively maybe lessens his scoring. Yeah, and I think the Warriors, yeah, their strength is definitely the exterior uh, with the three, Poole, Clay Top, even Wiggins, Curry. Uh, but I do think that to when they finally, to get that rhythm on the exterior, they do need interior offense. Because if you saw in the Maverick series, like they were closing out hard to these guys and they were just going right by them, getting easy layups time after time after time. That wears down a defense. But if they're not driving at all, if you got Robert Williams, Al Hawford in, in this on the same the court at the same time, I don't think. I mean, they're going to close out hard. They're going to close out hard, <laughs> but you know, like Curry, Poole, and Clay, if they keep going down, driving and getting blocked or not making layups, uh, having contested finishes, you know, they're not going to have the confidence to just keep driving. 
Um, but yes, I very much do agree that the exterior defense of the Celtics is going to come down to be very crucial. Um, and, you know, Derek White's pesky, Marcus Smart's obviously defensive player of the year. I think a big move that the Celtics could make is maybe running Grant Williams at the five because on the pick and rolls, you know, That's, Al Hawford, yeah. Robert Williams, they, they tend to play it uh, under and kind of stay down. And against the Warriors, you can't do that. You got to hedge hard. And I think Grant Williams would be like the perfect candidate uh, to do that. The only issue with that is if Kevon Looney just getting boards. So you saw in the Maverick series, you got like a ton of offensive rebounds. Um, so that's also like, as the coach of the Celtics, you're going to have to, you know, give and take a little bit, play around with your roster. I'm looking at like, I like that idea, right? You play Grant Williams at the five, right? Does yeah. that, I think that, does that hinder your offensive ability on the other side of the basket, other side of the court? If you're the Celtics, they love that pick and roll with, with, yeah. um, Orford, right? Like Orford. they like that pick and roll a ton. So do this uh Warriors with Kevin Looney, but I hope it's a much better offensive threat than Kevin Looney. Kevin Looney. Does that affect I think that affects a little bit the Celtics offensively? Obviously, the the name of the game, you get you're to given you have to give some to let like you're gonna have to lose some yeah. if you want to like add something on the defensive end. You're gonna lose some offense. That's what I'm trying to get. Like see, I, I disagree because you know, when Grant Grant Williams could shoot that three ball mm-hmm. and you know, you space out the floor. Yeah, 40% from three in the playoffs so far. Yeah, you space out the floor. I mean, it's going to be hard to help on the drive. Mm-hmm. If Jason Tatum takes his man, beats his man. He could maybe get layups all day. Same with Jalen Brown. He's been driving really well. And then do you help on that? You got an open man for three. So I think it. if they play it well and right, it won't hinder their ability. But, yeah, if they're still just shoving Grant Williams on the, the block, I think I think they'll know how to use Grant Williams like a Draymond Green, set that pick, and he could pop too, you know. Um, yeah, so I it depends how they utilize him on the offensive side. Yeah, it's interesting because that's obviously the co- that's the decision the Celtics have to make. They're going to have to figure out what lineup works the best because one you can't run. I don't. They don't run it a lot, but Al Horford, Robert Williams. Not yeah. like that just doesn't that's not gonna work. It's not gonna work at Unless all. Unless Draymond Green's playing because Al Hoffer can maybe Draymond and Kevon Looney at the same time. You're still Hopkins. you're still losing speed on the perimeter because Green likes to be on the perimeter. Obviously, he doesn't shoot and like he's not yeah, a legit yeah. offensive threat, but he'll move the ball, he'll cut and all that stuff. I don't know if Robert Williams and Al Horford really want to be doing that. Yeah, they're 30 not. minutes, 30 minutes a game. Like they could do a couple possessions, but obviously it's just not there in their skill set. No, I agree. But like, yeah, you're gonna have to give or take if you're the Celtics. It's very, it's a different matchup for the Celtics. It's like a much different matchup than yeah. Miami because you have Bam, who's a true center. Like Kevin, who's a legit like score. Kevin Looney's not a legit score. Kevin Looney's had a very good. He can score, yeah. But... He's had a good very postseason, but like that's not what you're focused on. If you're Boston, I just think it's it's gonna be very interesting how they match up. We'll see in game one. We'll see on Thursday in game one how they yeah. match up. And another thing, when we were talking about, you know, the third score on the Celtics, yeah, I don't tend to, I don't think they need. A I'm not true, saying they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like you're gonna get in. You're, every team does this. You're gonna get. It's part of basketball. It's part of sports. You're gonna get in droughts, right? Yeah. And Tatum and Brown are gonna have to. Gonna be guarded against Try Draymond, and it's gonna be a tough matchup for obviously All Star players. It's just what it is. You're gonna need that third score to maybe get you out of the drought or a little like contribute down the stretch. Yeah, and I think 
guys like maybe even Pritchard for a couple of minutes, but yeah. especially Derek White, he's been shooting 25% from three. I mean, he's been hitting good shots in the last last game they had. 27% from three is nothing special. Yeah, but exactly. But he's got to start making those those You're shots. Right. You know what? Like that's very important because Marcus Smart, like I said, he's probably their third best score. Him or he's having more points than Al Horford. So you can say whatever you want there. But Marcus Smart's probably their third best score in points per game in this playoffs. He's gonna obviously have a lot of on his hand with Steph Curry. He'll still be able to score, but it's a lot to deal with the Steph Curry. Derek White cannot shoot twenty seven percent. Yeah, that's bad. Because he, you know when can't be on the floor. When Jason Tatum's Jason Tatum's getting double teamed. Yeah, of you, course. They, you need to stick, keep them honest and not, hey, you can't just double me every time. Uh, and so you can kick it out. So it just keeps the defense honest or else they're going to do it all game. Then you lose your top score that whole game, you know? You can make up that with against Miami because, one, Miami is not as good of an offensive threat then. I'm not yeah. trying to sugar, like downplay Miami. They had a very, very good season with the game set of the Eastern Conference Finals. But Miami was – not as talented as Boston, not as, obviously nowhere near as talented as Golden State, and they were banged up. Like Jimmy was banged up, Tyler Hero was banged up, Kyle Lowry was banged up. You're relying on a Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, who were very, who came out and played, yeah. but you just, it just wasn't the same with the injuries and just the, the lack of consistent production. You're gonna have to, like, yeah, Derek White can't shoot 27 uh, percent from three. Like that just can't be an option. And really, after Derek White and Marcus Smart. Like Peyton Pritchard, like he he's played 13 minutes point. He's averaging 13 minutes a game this postseason and only averaging five points. Like it's gonna take a lot of, for them to rely on Peyton Pritchard. Obviously, you have Tatum and Brown, but he's, Pritchard's like a spurt kind of guy. He'll go yeah, he's gonna come. Spurt. Aaron Neesmith doesn't really play. Yeah. Um, so like Derek White's gonna be very like almost an extra. Yeah, White. yeah, he's gonna be super crucial. 27% from downtown will not cut it. Averaging eight points a game, but his shooting, like he's shooting 38% from the field. So he's not shooting horrible. Like from two pointers, he's shooting 47%. He likes his like floater. Yes. yes. When he gets into the paint, that does cause problems. You know? But I want to say right now, he's nowhere near an offensive threat from outside. He's no, definitely not. 27%. He could be, but yeah. this playoffs, he's not been anywhere near in anywhere, anywhere near an offensive threat. Uh, I want to flip to Golden State because I know we broke down uh, Boston for a little. And I want to, I want to say this because look, home field of it, home field. Home court advantage is very important. So I have all these stats I'm going to give you guys quickly. I don't want to bore you with stats. The Golden State Warriors, Jared, this playoffs were 9-0 and nine at home in the 2022 playoffs. They were 9-0. and They haven't lost. Jeez. The Warriors on the road were 3-4. and four. Okay. So the Warriors kind of gave or take. They, they were dominant at home. You can't be more dominant than 9-0. and up. But on the road, they're almost a 500 team. So they were 3-4. and four. Obviously, they didn't play a lot of road games in the Dallas series. Boston at home. Five and four, which is a which yeah, is that, so this this stat also might help Boston to this. This yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give you these stats, that. and you're gonna after these the final stat, you're gonna be like Peter. This doesn't help us anyway because <laughs> you can't really give or take. Ready? Boston on the road was seven and two. Yeah. So good. the best strength for Golden State in the home and road matchup this year was at home. The best strength for Boston in the home and road matchup was the road. Yeah. In a seven game series, the Warriors are the home have home court advantage. The Warriors have more home games, strengths them, but the Celtics have more road games, strengthens them. So where that gets you, absolutely nowhere. But <laughs> I just wanted to point that out because I found that I found that fascinating that Boston was better on the road, Golden State was better at home, but Boston was a little better at home than Golden State was on the road. Whatever. 
look, the strength for Boston's on the road. The strength for Golden State was at home. Obviously, you'd rather be at home. Like I, I, I know the stat tells you that. Especially cross country. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. This is much different than flying to Miami. Yeah. And or playing Brooklyn, or like who do they play in the conference? Milwaukee. Game? Milwaukee. Thank you. Any, um, anywhere near they're going all the way to San Francisco. So look, Boston's better on the road. Golden State's better at home. Something's gonna give. Something's yeah. gonna give. So that'd be very interesting. Golden State nine and zero at home. That's. Yeah, I, I think the Celtics, uh, this is just me, it's like no fact or anything, but I think the Celtics thrive more, which is kind of, you know, a, a normal thing. They strive more without any pressure. Yeah. When they're away, they're not like, I mean, they're expected to win, but, you know, it's like, oh, if you lose a road game, it's like not a huge thing. But yeah, and when they're home, they have a ton of pressure on them. So I think the pressure does get to them a little bit. They're a young yeah. team, you know? And the and the thing with the Warriors at home, why they're not, they shoot so well at home. Oh, yeah. There's just, something, there's just something about them being home like Clay Thompson, like you said. It's just the momentum, you know, the fans sharing. And they hit two threes. Three. And that is something, if you're Boston, it's going to be a gut punch to you in oh, game yeah. one because you're going to hear that crowd go nuts because there's going to be a sequence, right? You got to be ready for this. Like, it's going to happen. We're at Clay three, a pull three, a curry three, and then a Clay three, something like that, right? Yeah. Like four straight threes or four to five threes or three out of four, whatever. And that place is going to lose your mind. Like lose they'll, your mind. Be, they'll be down by like, you know, nine. Then all of a sudden they're up by like six. You're like, what the heck just happened? Yeah. yeah. And Boston's going to have to rebound. And this is a team that has never been to an NBA finals. Ready for this. The Warriors. I don't know if you saw the stat. I saw this today. I think it was ESPN, but whatever. Warriors have a combined over a hundred games in the NBA finals. So all their players combined on this current roster have played a combined over 100 games in the NBA Finals. And they're fairly young. Yes. Yeah. Golden State, uh, the Boston Celtics have played zero combined games in the NBA Finals. So nobody on this team has made it to the NBA Finals. On this Boston Celtics team, nobody has made a single NBA Finals. Look, you can say that doesn't matter. Boston's going to win. Yeah, you could totally say that. But that's a factor. That's 100% a factor. Golden State knows what the heck they're doing. Like, yeah. <laughs> Golden State, Steve Kerr knows what they're doing. Clay Thompson knows what they're doing. Green and Curry, all the guys that are going to be vital. Like, Wiggins hasn't been here, neither has Poole. But I'm assuming like, that they know what they're going to have to do. Curry and Thompson drill it into their brains. Like, it's all about veteran leadership at this yeah. point. Yeah. So, look, Celtics do have veteran leadership. Like, Tatum and uh, Marcus Smart. Not Tatum. Uh, Tatum's still. He's getting up there. But he's young. Horford. Yeah. Yeah, I meant Horford. I meant Smart. That's where I was going. Yeah. A veteran leadership. But never been to an NBA final. So there's nothing they can back themselves on, back themselves up with. You know what? I've done this in 2010, 2012. Golden State can't, and they've succeeded. Uh, outside of the Cleveland Cavaliers series, when LeBron came back from 3-1, they've succeeded in the NBA finals. So I, I, those are a couple stats you just love to see because there's always those kind of cool stats. But Golden State, like Clay Thompson averaging 19.8 points per game. Curry almost at 26. Wiggins at 15. Uh, Pull at 18. Like they have four. Yeah, they're going to score the ball. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So Boston's going to have to score too. Like, I don't expect these games to be like in the 80s and 90s. No. Uh, no. Yeah. I don't. I agree. Like, unless, mean, unless Boston just dominates. Yeah. I agree. Right. And, but if it's a back and forth, I expect Golden State to score. Yeah. What would you say is like your, you know, key factor for the, not key player, doesn't have to be a key player, but like, what do the Warriors have to do right? On offense or defense to win the game, like I could say they could shoot threes, obviously, but that. Yeah. Uh, but I think if they somehow become on offense a threat 
in the paint. Yeah. Like, they, they're not, even, not even good. Just yeah. become a threat. Yeah. Like, just become a threat. Like, that's what Derek White has to do. Become a threat from the outside. Mm-hmm. Not even, we're not telling you to knock down eight threes in a row, but become somebody like the defense has to focus on. Like, Golden State in the paint hasn't become, like, they're not, they're not dominant in the paint. But if Boston's like, you know what, we got to stop three, stop three, like what Dallas does. Yeah. They just drive right by them. And then they become, and they start scoring in the paint. This could be a long. The Hallford or Brother yeah. foul trouble. Yeah. Like, I think it would be a I don't think this is a blowout series by any stretch. Like, I don't yeah. think people like Golden State in five or Boston six, whatever. I don't think by any stretch this is a blowout series. But if Golden State somehow becomes a like a, a legit threat in the paint and consistent enough, yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be over early, like in the series, but Boston's going to, because that's Boston's strength on defense is in the paint. That becomes yeah. a weakness. They can hit threes in the paint. It could be a long couple games yeah. in the beginning of the series for Boston. What about you? What do you, what, what do you like if you're Golden State? You like, we got to say, if, if they do this, they might not just win the series. They can win big in the series. I would say it's offensive rebounding. Yeah. Uh, Celtics are a really good team on defense. However, they're very lackluster uh, on the de- defensive rebounding. And like if we were talking, if they start do play Grant Williams, because they'll probably only have Al or Robert Williams in, uh, not a, at different times. Yeah, they got to get those off uh, re- defensive rebounds. Because if you're giving Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, or even Andrew Wiggins second chance shots or even third chance shots, I mean they're not gonna really miss those because they'll most likely be open. And it's just like a gut puncher, you know. They you. For Steph Curry, a bad three, he shoots, he misses. Yeah, you can't do that. You lose the rebound, he gets it back, he shoots another one. It's just like you play that defense so well, and then just it's a very momentum crusher. So with and Kevin Looney's been doing really well at offensive rebounding. I know the Mavericks had what Maxi Cleaver trying to get boards, Dwight Powell. Um, so it's obviously Celtics have a better chance, um, better players to do that. But I mean, it, you just saw I just tore apart the Mavericks when. I remember one play, Kevin Looney got like three offensive rebounds, and on the third shot, they finally hit a three. It's just like you can't let that thing that, that stuff is gonna, you know, not even help you lose, it's gonna make you lose. So, yeah, for me, it's the offensive rebounding. Yeah, like that sequence is that happen if you're on the road, if you're Boston, like you oh, especially, know, yeah, and you also know that that ball is eventually going in, yeah, like yeah. it's not they're not missing eventually, like you get all that, like, like that's going in. Like, if you look at the rebounding stats, this is total rebounds, Wiggins averaging seven. Green at 6.9, Looney at 7.7. Those are three guys right on seven, seven and a half point uh, rebounds a game. That's mm-hmm. some dominant fashion. Even Jordan, uh, Jordan Poole is three, and you have Curry at five and Thompson at four. These, this, they can rebound. They can like consistently rebound. And I, I agree. I think it, you're right. I think this anytime you play Golden State or anytime you play a legit three point shooting team, you have to. Rebound the ball. Limit, limit the second chance points. That's true, yeah. I also think this is way more of college basketball, too. Like, limit the second chance points. But yeah. this is an NBA, too. Yeah, you can't. You give up consistent second chance points, you're going to lose. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's. Oh, well. I don't think it's like that even a, like a question. I think like you're, you're going to lose. And look, I think if you're Golden State, you want to obviously you want to keep doing what you're doing. And let's say like, if you get contribution from young guys like Kaminga averaging seven points per game or Moody four in the playoffs, like those guys off the bench, because we've seen Kaminga this year and has some great games. So he'll be, I'm not saying he's vital to the team, but you never, you never know. I think those two Moody and Kaminga, they, I think they will get PT just because the size of Tatum. More Kaminga than Moody, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But Kaminga's, you know, 
has the yeah I, I agree more moody he's been seeing a lot more floor but I mean they're they're gonna be maybe someone's in foul trouble throw them in okay D up Jason Tatum G up Jalen Brown and they're gonna have to come in there you know they're rookies coming into the finals guarding top top 20 players in the league yes you know that's gonna be crucial for the Warriors too they're gonna win that battle and if they do Celtics gotta win that battle on the other side you know yeah um, if you're Boston, like, like I said, like Derek White has to step up. Marcus Smart has to step up. I think it's pretty simple there. Um, yeah. Tatum can't, he's had a couple games where it's a little stinkers. Um, but no, yes. Yeah. Tatum 37% from three in the playoffs, 44, uh, 44% from the field Brown, 48% from the field, uh, 38% from downtown. Well, the, the thing with Tatum, he's got to limit those turnovers. He has 77 turnovers. In 18 games, this point four turnovers a game. And yeah, he's, he's got 18 more than the next mm-hmm. highest player, you know. But that is to his fairness, not to his fairness, he's got to be better with the ball. But he's getting double teamed a lot. And if his guys, like we said before, if his guys aren't hitting that three, I mean, they're going to keep coming at him. He's going to have to keep chucking the ball. And he has turned it over a bunch. So he's got to, you can't turn the ball over against the Warriors. Don't take advantage of that. Yeah, I'm looking at the Warriors turnovers per game, like throughout their whole all their players for the playoffs. Nobody averages more than three turnovers a game. The highest is 2.8, and that is Draymond Green. Yeah. Warriors crazy. don't turn the ball at basketball over. If you yeah. look at Boston, Tatum 4.3, Brown 3. Um, that's about it. And then like smart 2.2, and that's really it for like their guards because they don't they don't they're not really super deep. No, they're not. They're Still think they're deeper, I'd say, you know. Yeah, um, but yeah, if you're Golden State, you can't turn the uh, excuse me, other way around. If you're Boston, you can't turn the ball over because Golden State hasn't been really turned the ball over. Curry over. And if you are Boston, you know you have a good defensive team. Force the Warriors to turn, play a game that they're not used to playing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Curry's only averaging two point six turnovers and six assists. Like that's a very good. Yeah. No. A good agree. ratio. Like Tatum's yeah. ratio is six assists to four turnovers. That's not a great ratio. Um. But if you're yeah, if you're Boston, you want to focus. Obviously, you got to focus on that three point shot, but you don't want to over over focus where you leave your interior defense kind of and, kind of vulnerable when you get yeah. you know because Horford and Williams are getting in foul trouble. Like that's yeah. just gonna happen. Like, they and who's their who's their third center off the bench? I mean, is it Grant Williams? It's Grant Williams. Right? Yeah, so that's that that could be a problem. You know, and do Williams and Horford not become that important in the series? Like that, I, 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 I think they'll become important, but do we see one of them lose legit minutes because of how Golden State plays and how Golden State's lineup like is focused? I think the only one that would lose minutes is Robert Williams. Yeah, I think you'd go Horford over Williams, but I think Williams is a better defender than Horford. Yeah, but he's not. He never as, gives you more offensive. Threat. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's. I'm telling you, this is some. This is a yeah. people like chess, not checkers. Yeah, no, people don't want to dissect like matchups and like stuff like that. And that's exactly what we're doing here. Like, how Boston uses Grant Williams, Robert Williams, and Al Horford, those three guys are going to be super critical because if you screw that up, and you'll find out very quickly if you screw that up, so they'll fix it, but yeah. you'll find out really quickly if you mess that up. But how they go about that is super interesting. Like Robbie Williams, Al Horford won't see playing time together. Like that's just not going to happen. You could do unless it. they do come out and do it, and then they just start dominating them. Well, yeah. like what if you do a Robert Williams and Grant Williams? There's a lot of Williams. Robert Williams and Grant Williams lineup, right? Like that gives you a lot of versatility on the defensive side of the ball. But offensively, I know Grant Williams has been better, but you lose offensively right there. Like that just 
do you kind of hinder your offensive ability there, but your defense ability gives you way more stretches, like flexibility to switch. Because I think Grant Williams can guard three through five. And I also think Robert Williams is much more flexible defender than Al Horford is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But, but yeah. you go Al Horford, Grant Williams. It's just how Boston uses their big men is going to be interesting. I expect Grant Williams' playing time to go up. And I will say with Robert Williams, he's got to learn. I mean, he's got some remarkable blocks on uh, the perimeter, but he's got to learn not, not, not to foul, but not to jump at every shot. Because I feel like they'll th- – Wait, what? You'll get called for it right away. Oh, yeah. Every time. Yeah. yeah. No, like – I mean, I know these Warriors shooters, they're going to know, okay, this guy could block my shot from over there. They're going to throw one mean pump fake and Robert Williams, oh, this guy could really knock down a three. I'm going to jump. And then not even like he might not get fouled, but they're just going to go right by them, you know? Yeah. So he's got to learn to stay on his feet for most of the time. Steph Curry's been in the league long enough to. Exactly. Yeah. No, so is Clay Thompson. So is Jamon Green. Like they know what the heck they're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jared, we broke down the NBA finals, guys. We, I want to say one more thing. Oh, keep going, keep going. What do we got? Yeah. So, I mean, we kind of pointed at it, but we know where we're going from Curry. Clay Thompson's always a wild card. You don't know if he's going to hockey. With coming back from the injury, yeah. Yeah, coming back from the injury. Um, but also Wiggins is going to be crucial not not only on the offensive side but the defensive side. He's a good defender. He's, yeah, he's a good defender. He's going to be the one probably on Jalen Brown. I well, I want to see who they're going to put on who because I don't think does. Because Draymond's not going to be able to guard Jalen Brown. I don't think Draymond could guard Jason. I think what I would do, I would put Draymond on Tatum. But, like, can he guard Tatum? Yeah, and then a help. Yeah. They're going to double him. Like you said, you're right. They're going to double him. It's always frustrating watching them double him every time. Why not? Because Derek White has not been a threat from outside. Market Smart is not a consistent enough score from the outside. Yeah. Like, like Mark Smart's good, and I like Mark Smart a lot, but, like, he's not Steph Curry. So why not double-team Tatum? No, I agree. It's exactly. a smart move until they prove that, oh, you can't double team. Yeah. But I would Draymond Green on Tatum, right? That's what I would do. And then I would put Wiggins on Brown. And then you have Curry and Thompson kind of floating with the double, but on white and smart. And that also frees up Curry and Thompson to score more because it's less, I guess, stress defensively, which is what you see with smart going against Curry, which will f- hinder his offensive ability. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And if Draymond like, can go, I think I think Wiggins could guard Jason Tatum. But then who guards? Oh, I, think, I, I think Wiggins is the best person to guard Jason Tatum. But then who guards Jalen Brown? That's the problem. Yeah. But I think you're Clay better. Thompson. I think Clay Thompson could guard Jalen. But I think I think I think two years ago Clay Thompson could guard Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is a little wild. I think Clay Thompson could, but would or do we see Boston or Golden State just kind of just mix it up and see what works best? Right? Like, do we start the game with Draymond on Tatum and Wiggins on Brown? Right? And yeah. then maybe it doesn't work. We switch Wiggins on Tatum and we go Thompson on Brown and see what the heck happens. Yeah. I really, if you're boss, if you're going to say, I wish they had Gary Payton. Yeah, uh, he he's still indecisive. Like he would guard. Oh, I, think, I think I think Gary Payton playing? is coming back. Is he playing? I think he's playing. I, I don't know if he's playing at the start, but he's playing. I just looked that up before we started this. Because I yeah. would love. And Iguodala might play too. Otto Porter still questionable. He's also not a bad defender. Could could Gary Payton in your minds match up against Jalen Brown? No. Yeah, you don't think so. Actually, he's pesky, That's but I pesky. just think the size of Jalen Brown is too much. He would be the guy that would flip and double team. He might be able to, but I think Jalen Brown's too big for him. 
Yeah, May 29th, AP Sports came out. The Golden State Warriors are likely to see Gary Payton back for the NBA Finals. And the team says Andre Iguodala and Otto Porter Jr. on the mend, too. So, they're in practices. I think there's a chance that we see Gary – maybe not game one, but we'll see, I think there's a chance we see Gary Payton back in the playoffs – or back yeah. in the finals. That be cool. I like Gary. Huge yeah. addition to Golden State on defensive. defensive He's a pain in you know what. Like, he'll, he'll yeah. be – so, he, he'll be – he's like his dad. Yeah, like in your head, especially yeah. like Marcus Smart, I, I can see them going out. Uh, yes, yeah. So uh, I would, back to my point with Wiggins, not only the offensive side too, he's kind of like the best, I say, driver on the team, best attacker. Yeah, him and Jordan. If he could start driving, I'm sure Jalen Brown or Tatum will be on him. Get them in foul trouble, you know? Yeah, that would be crucial. So he's got to attack the basket, open up stuff from the shooters too. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I know we didn't mention Jordan Poole that much, but 18 points per game, 53% from the field, 39% from three. He's having such an underrated. Um, no, he is. He's playing really he's well. Been, he's been. He's like a mini me Curry. <laughs> yeah, he's been. He's been balling out. Jr. We broke down the NBA Finals. We kind of, we kind of gave you our two cents on the Celtics, uh, the Warriors, the matchup, and what we like to see. But now, like ever, we said before, guys, comment down below who you guys got in the NBA Finals, and maybe in how many games. But if not, comment down below, Jr. I know. I think I know who you're going, but we'll see what happens. Who do you got in the play? Who do you got in the finals, and how many games are they winning it? All right. So, you know, the Celtics' overall depth, size, and defense might be a little too much for the Warriors, but on the Warriors' side, Celtics' turnovers, foul trouble, and second chance points given up might pit the Warriors on top and overpower the Celtics. However, I'm going Celtics in seven. Hmm. I knew it was coming. You were going both yeah. sides. I knew it was coming. I knew you're right. Look, that's a fair prediction. Boston and seven. Imagine yeah. they win in game seven in Golden State. That, that I mean, yeah, that would be insane. That would be tough. That would be insane. When I'm going here, I got a gut feeling. I like Golden State. I like Golden State in six. Ooh. I like Golden State taking care of Boston. I just think it's Golden State. Again, there's just something just watching the Warriors play. And I think we're going through all the analytics. And like I said, my biggest thing for me, well, Golden State's not an own home in the playoffs. Like I said, Boston's been great on the road too. So something's going to have to give. If I'm going to bet on something to give, Boston on the road, because it's much harder to win on the road. So I say that gives a little. I like Golden State's experience. Over 100 combined games in the NBA Finals. Boston has zero combined games in the NBA Finals. Experience wins a lot of times. I think Boston's going to give one hell of a fight in this series. They're not like I know people like Golden State in four, or Golden State in five on Twitter. No, I like Golden State in six. Like if Golden State wins in four or five, Jesus, what the heck happened? But I like I like the series. No matter who wins, going past five games, I like it going past five games. I, obviously, you agree. You have Boston in seven. I have Golden State in six. But I just, it, just there's something no, about Golden State. Celtic. I know, I'm just pumping up my Celtics pick. Well, you got it. They faced the Nets, beat the Nets, which is a lot of people's favorites to win at all. Yes. Beat the former champs, Milwaukee Bucks, Greek Creek. They really good team. I know they were missing Chris Middleton for a little bit. Beat the Heat, you know, went to the finals against LeBron. Jimmy Butler played amazing, still overcame that. And I just think their overall depth, and you got to start somewhere. I know they don't have any appearances. Yeah, yeah. Start summer, you know, they'll have some appearances after the series, that's for sure. Um, exactly. Well, yeah. yeah, we both we both picked it, we both picked right. Uh, we kind of messed up the games a little, even I think I had Boston in seven in the conference finals, but we both picked Boston to win mm-hmm. over the Miami. 
We both put Golden State over Dallas. Yeah. So something has to give, guys. We both were 2-0 and in the conference finals. One of us have to be wrong. I got Golden State in six. Jared's Boston in seven. Guys, comment down below. Do you have a Curry MVP? Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say I got Jason Tatum. So, yeah. like, Curry's never won. We talked about this off air, but like, Curry's never won one. So, they're going to give I think Iguodala comes in game seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Iguodala wins one. Gary, Gary Payne wins it. <laughs> yeah. Look, like, if there's a, like, let's say, like, we go, go, we can end the same way. We can end the show quickly here with, like, if we want, if you, like, if you say, say Boston won the series, right? That's what you yeah. got. Boston seven. Let's say it wasn't Tatum. Who would it be? Jalen Brown. I, I was say Jalen Brown, depending Marcus on Smart. how good Marcus Smart is on shutting down Curry. If he does, I think it's Marcus Smart. And pits up 15 a game, shuts down one of the best scores of all time. You could give it to Smart. My Golden State one would be, I think when I say political, I don't mean like <laughs> politics. Like I know people use that term. When I mean political, I mean like political in the NBA, like uh-huh. in sports terms. Like if it wasn't Curry, it'd probably be Green or Thompson. So, like, one of the core three, you know? You would have to, but I think Jordan Poole. How massive would it be if Jordan Poole won a freaking NBA Finals MVP? Yeah. That like would that'd be, be on. Would it but be do you think that would hurt Curry's? Like, that would be a punch to Curry. I mean, I, he'd be happy because he won the final. Yeah. It depends well, how bad that, he played in the series. I think political. Warriors win it no matter what Curry's yeah. winning. What if Curry averages? Oh, this would be weird. Like 14 points. Per, like I said, LeBron, Heat against Dallas, 14 points per game. And then they're not winning the game. Well, let's say they do. You never know. Like Tatum gets – oh, I'm not going to say injured because I don't want to move for that. But, you know, I mean, like crazy stuff happens in Boston. And then Gary Payne – not Gary Payne. Jordan Poole averages 30. Okay, yeah, yeah. But, like, if – let's say they give it – say they can't give it to Curry or whatever, right? And Thompson averages 20 and Poole averages 22. They're going to it to Thompson. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. But, Paul winning an MV, Finals MVP, it's like Andre Iguodala winning a Finals MVP. Like he deserved it, but it's just like, yeah, <laughs> don't see it coming. Yeah. Guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, we appreciate everyone that likes, comments, and subscribes to the YouTube channel. This was our NBA Finals uh, preview, and once again, Jared, I can't believe four over four point seven thousand or four and a half thousand people yeah. actually. We gotta put, gotta put more soccer content out. Watch us, yeah, guys. If you guys want more soccer content, we, we'll do we'll do World Cup. Oh, definitely, yeah. We'll break down the whole field. We'll bore you guys. Are we going to do maybe a Premier League, you know? Oh, yeah, guys. You'll see. You know what, Jerry? You're right. Premier League. We'll, we'll talk I keep saying Premier. Yeah, we'll talk, hey, say Prem and you won't mess it up. Yeah, that's true. say official. Prem, people say Prem and it's official. <laughs> but, guys, we appreciate you guys um, commenting and liking. And Apple Podcasts, as always. But YouTube channel, almost 1,500 subscribers. That is freaking awesome, guys. And uh, yeah. just it means a lot to both of us. But, JR. Before we sign up, where can everyone find us on social media? Yeah, please follow us. You're watching this, follow us on Talking Sports PD, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, so you could keep up when we post videos, you know, uh, when we push polls, you know, stuff like that, day-to-day stuff. And don't forget the you could also listen on Apple Podcasts. If you're in the car driving, turn it on, you know, listen to us talk. Uh, and then of course, YouTube, please subscribe. Uh almost the 2K. Uh, no, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting we're there. Getting, we're getting there. But, we'll uh, get there. That's the goal. So please, if you're watching this, give us a like, subscribe, comment your predictions. Uh, Want to hear your feedback? Yeah, guys. Twitter and Instagram are huge because we you post every time a video is out, so you get notified right away. Um, when the video is out, you guys can come check us out. Like as Jared said, Apple Podcasts. If you want to listen to us in the car for some reason, YouTube is annoying where you can't like close yeah. your thing and listen. Obviously, it's a YouTube video. I get it, but it'd be kind of dope if you could. 
But YouTube guys, as always, JR has the Boston Celtics taking home the Larry O'Brien Trophy in seven games. I got the Golden State Warriors taking home the Golden uh, the Larry O'Brien Trophy in six games. Until next time, this was the Talking Sports Podcast, hosted by Peter DiBiase and John Rockland Trumpour. Hopefully, you guys enjoy the finals. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the episode. Until next time, thank you.